Welcome to Spritz and Scrums, a podcast by three Benetton fans with a love for Aperol and all things Rugby Italiano. It's Act One of the Italian Christmas Derbies. We wanted all seven points. We got six along with some banging rugby. Buon Natale! Before we start, just going to jump in straight away with something that was important about this game, which is Zebre Palmer officially announced that this game was a sellout. 4,700. 4,700, and it looked like 4,700, didn't it, coach? It did. And a lot of people were out of their seats, I noticed, because as soon as he said that, they panned off to some part of the stand where there were empty seats. But I would like to remind the viewers that people like to stand beside the pitch there. Yeah. And they're allowed to. Yeah. But yes, they it do. was sold out. They they bought and their tickets because and Because the stadium's very good for anyone listening who wants to go watch rugby in Italy. Brilliant viewing positions because all the stands are raised slightly. So you can stand in front of them and not be in the way. Yeah. It means when you're in the stadium, in the stands, you'll have a a higher up view, even though you're really close to the pitch. That's the same in Parma and Treviso. And they put their bars in the corner of the stadium where you can see the pitch from. Which is so... I don't understand why every club doesn't do that. It makes so much sense. So if you just want to stand at the bar with your beer and watch the game from there, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, it's joyous. Wonderful. Ah, guys, it's Christmas! And we had a Christmas derby to kick us off. Act one of the Christmas derbies. And also, I'll just add one more thing on that point, because the BKTURC, this is the same with a few of their stadiums, the biggest stand is the one that has the TV equipment in it. So the TV equipment is filming the smaller stand. That's not the only place where that's the case. It's also the same in Glasgow. It's the same in Connacht. Benetton as well. I mean, the the stand that always sells out is the one where you don't that you don't see. Yeah, but now I think they're mm. about a similar size. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's huge. That's huge. That's that's more than double they usually sell and they weren't all Benetton fans <laughs> making a trip you know that's fantastic yeah. what a glorious day for rugby what a beautiful afternoon did you have FOMO I did I thought it looked very warm a lot of people in the t-shirts out there yeah, I thought it that quite hot it did didn't it and I don't know if it's just because the people of Palmer are hardy or because it was actually very warm but I mean it's the 23rd of December and there was a lot of people in t-shirts and Bortolami, mm. the Benetton coach, he was in his T-shirt and he was sitting in the shade. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Madness. Well, coach, you would have been there in your underpants. I would. I could climb Everest in a T-shirt. <laughs> Fun fact. Have you seen that, that meme? That's that like... sounds like such the, 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 the guy, which is kind of you, at the bar telling people how he used to be in the SAS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that meme that's like every dead body on Everest used to be a highly motivated person? So maybe calm down a little bit. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but yeah, let's kick this off because um, coach has a dinner date. Great game. I thought, you know, we wanted in an ideal world, we wanted seven points, right? We wanted Benetton to come away with a try bonus point and we wanted Zebre to come away with a try bonus point and a losing bonus point. We got six. We didn't get seven. But it was a cracking game. And actually, I think Zebra were a little bit hard done by. Um... They almost got it. In yeah. fact, that game could have been anyone's. 
because Benetton thought they had it in the bag early. I'm not doing an 80 minutes and two minutes because we only just watched the game. We only just finished it. I was working today, so I watched it after. But Zebre went up 10-0. Great start. Then Benetton came back, came back with a vengeance. And then they sort of ran away with it. There was a couple of tries that they scored. Menoncello coming back, we oh. touched on him. But he burst through and scored. And then there was another lovely try by Jacob Umanga from a brilliant break. Was it Rhino Smith? Rhino Smith to Andy Uren to Jacob Manga, he scored it. And it looked like the game had got away from Zebre Palmer. But they clawed their way back. And towards the end there, that rolling maul that got a, was dragged down and a yellow card was given and the penalty try wasn't given, yeah. that could have opened the door to Zebre Palmer actually winning the game and taking the five points. And that's before they got another rolling maul try that was disallowed because... The crossing. Yeah, yeah. So, was it Krumov was deemed to be in front of, I think, Zambanin, which I, was a fair call, but it's still like tiny margins. Yeah. But Benetton's defence in the red zone was imperious. It was incredible. And you could tell because Lamadol was just electric. Every time they turned it over or Zebra knocked it on or whatever, he was, he was, it was like the World Cup final, the way that he was celebrating that. Like Benetton have really worked on their defense this season and a great stat that actually I was going to mention later on, but I'm going to mention it now that they mentioned during uh, the commentary. I don't know if you picked up on it, coach, is that Benetton this season of the URC concede the fewest points in the final 20 minutes of any URC team. Now I take us back to last season where Benetton's stats were one of the worst for conceding points in the final 20 minutes of games. Do you remember last season, Zebra would come back in the final 20, Benetton would throw games away. It's superb, the work they've done in, de in defence and the way that they've now turned that around. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is down to the kicking ability because some of the kicks that came out of that game were ridiculous. Like Jacob Umaga's kicking is yeah. on fire at the minute. And Rhino Smith did one as well. Yeah. Just, a, just ridiculous. Mammoth kicks. Well, at the beginning of the game, I thought Benetton would have too much quality to beat Zebre Palmer. But then as the game started, it didn't look like that. No. Zebre Palmer were punching, really punching. It was such a good derby. You could feel the derby energy. Yeah. And you could feel the derby energy when there was about a 30 man scuffle. Ah, oh, it was so un-Italian, I thought. Normally, like, because they're all, you know, derbies are derbies. But with an Italian derby, there's only two clubs really in Italy, big clubs, right? So they all well, know yeah, each other. Well, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna offend gonna absolutely people. I don't mean... everyone. <laughs> <laughs> who is a Syria elite fan? Sorry, yes. Will never be invited to Padua. <laughs> We'd really like to come to Padua. Please invite us. We've Sorry, been, it's uh, great, uh, but they need to work on their toilet facilities back. in the stadium. Yes, the toilet facilities in Padua, the, especially the ladies' toilets. I don't know about the men's. Anyway, um, Sorry, what I meant was there's only two teams in the international club tournament in Italy. And so a lot of those players play regularly for Italy together. And so actually a scuffle like the one we saw today is quite rare because they're all mates. Well, yeah, but Rhino Smith was lashing yeah. out. Like, he <laughs> lashed out like a honey badger. But I think he was, I think uh, Zambanin was sort of like pushing him in the face, but then he literally swiped at him like an angry honey badger. <laughs> But it was great to see. It was great. We loved the, the energy. But I love that energy. And it comes back to, you know, Lamaro celebrating. He got so many turnovers. Yeah. You know, he hasn't been on the form of his life. But 
you know, so it's like he's captain, but is he the best seven in yeah. Italy? That's the situation he found himself in. And today he was sort of taking the opportunity to show that, you know, it's not only Zuliani who will turn over yeah. anything that, you know, is available. He can also do it. Very good point. So And and it came as a result of them feeling a bit rattled in the beginning. They That power and that passion to defend came as a result of Zebre in the first 10 minutes storming ahead and, and rattling them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is that it's that battle for places. It was like Menoncello scored a try and then Lukin went, hang on a minute, I want to play for Italy. Mm. So he immediately won a penalty at a turnover. Yeah. It's what we say for ages about the competition, but the competition was so clearly there. It was there at the scrums. It was there in the back. It, it was just, it was all over the place. The one player that I'm disappointed didn't get a bit more of an opportunity mm. is Jesse. Jesse had one of those wingers games where they just, nothing comes near them. Yeah, he didn't really see the ball. Which maybe is, is also credit to Benetton because yeah. they will have thought, they, they know what Jesse can do. And it's all about shutting him out. I know, but these are the kind of games that you need to show yourself. They're almost like trial games. Like yeah. you need to show in this game for him, for example, he needs to show that he is as good, if not better than Paolo Adogu, which yeah. is no easy thing to do. Because Paolo's great, and we love Paolo, and you haven't listened to our podcast with him, listen to it. We recorded it last week, definitely worth listening to. But, you know, that's the competition, and so Paolo got a lot of um, opportunity in this game and did some amazing things, and whereas got Jesse, Jesse got nothing. Yeah, he got a try, and he injured himself, so hopefully he's okay. Yeah, I hope he's okay. It looked like his ankle. And I tell you, man, those ankles, they go quick. <laughs> I don't know what he did. He just sort of fell over the line, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. And then like someone had shot like, him in the leg or something. Very also, Ritza. Ritza with that head on head with Garcia, but then he was holding his wrist like he'd done his wrist. A lot of odd injuries, it seemed, in this game. But the Derby mm. energy was so that you could see at the end, the Benetton players, they knew that they had wrapped up the game mm. right at the mm -hmm. very end, right at the very, very end. They knew they'd wrapped it up. They'd taken the five points. Job's done. Normally, at that point, when the clock's around 79 and a half minutes, 80 minutes, the subs are high-fiving each other. Laughing. They're, sort of, they're joking, they're yeah. chatting. It's like, job done, went away, took five points. Whereas those guys look nervous as if they're about to lose the game. Yeah. Just because it's like, as Hamlet would say, honour at the stake. How stand I then? A father killed, a mother scorned. Incitements of my very reason and of my blood. Well, to my shame, I see the imminent death of 50,000 men that walk to their graves like beds and for an eggshell. That's completely wrong. <laughs> oh, it sounded good until the eggshell. No, the eggshell's in it. Oh, and for an eggshell is the line. Yeah, because he sees the Polish army marching to their death for a plot of land which is the size of a, an eggshell while he's there with his father's being killed, his mother's been in his eyes sort of abused and he's not doing anything no. the polish army yeah okay i need to reread hamlet when well, is it the polish i'm pretty sure it's the polish army right well that's irrelevant my thoughts exactly, my <laughs> thoughts exactly. <laughs> took the words out of your mouth ghost well summarized maybe the next two minutes could just be like eddie just saying the game in shakespeare language <laughs> Oh, that's a challenge. That should be an end of season challenge to do an funny. 80 minutes in, in two minutes, but in Shakespearean yeah. language. Um, and the referee Hart. <laughs> the referee's surname, Russo, I'm representing uh, well, on the It's army, obviously, but they're on their way to Poland. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I did think the Polish army was odd. Look, I, I haven't played the part for quite some time, <laughs> uh, but I have played the Dane. 
But that with with that that soliloquy wasn't in it. So we, yes. it's doubly impressive. But doubly impressive. Sorry, mo moving on, but but tying into what you were just saying. Yes, the derby energy was that it was. Yeah, because the players, there was no way Zebra could come back to win the game. All they could do was play for the losing bonus point. But Benetton, all of the Benetton subs were there watching that on tenterhooks like it was a do or die moment. Yeah. But it was just pride. Yeah, it was. I especially like the first five minutes. I know we're talking about the end of the game, but it did definitely give the air of Zebra saying, welcome, welcome to Zebra. Yeah. We're going to, this isn't going to be easy. There was, yeah. it was, they were very physical and they, they put the marker down. And the first five, I was like, uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. This and is actually, not be as easy it, was, um, it was bookended by Panny at both ends of the game because in the he scores the first try and he basically creates the bonus point try um, at the end. With yeah. that kick, Eddie was yeah. screaming. So he does a kick, does a chip through, and he regathers it and he dusts a couple of players off. And then Rhino comes along and Panny doesn't go for the corner. I think mm. he could have. He sort of makes the, the weird choice to sort of come inside and take Rhino Smith on. But in hindsight, I think what he's doing there is he's not risking one going into touch and he's also not risking giving a difficult kick. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to score a try and there's only time for one conversion and they lose because, well, not lose, they don't get the losing bonus point because they need seven and the kick doesn't go over. Yeah. So it was a really smart move from him. But when he did the chip, I was there, I was like, you dickhead, you dickhead, <laughs> dickhead, dickhead, dickhead. Then he regathered it and I was like, you're a genius. You're a genius, you're a genius. <laughs> Which I imagine is probably what playing rugby with Eddie would have been a lot of, him just shouting at you saying you're a dickhead until True. it went right. <laughs> Yeah, I actually have a I have a very fond memory of that when we played together, where I chipped it. I could have given it, but I decided to chip over my player, and then it bounced and it bounced perfectly. But during that kick, all I heard was Eddie going, "No, <laughs> no, <laughs> what are you doing?" And then the ball bounces right into my my arms, and I step round the the fullback, I think, fall over onto the try line, and then guess who's there first to welcome me in open arms. <laughs> What a great try, Eddie. <laughs> well done. I knew you had it in you. Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, I'm supportive. Indeed. But this was a hell of a derby. I it loved was. it. All the derbies of the past, I generally think they're a bit scrappy. This yeah, it was scrappy, but it also was. there was some really good quality in it. There was a lot of running rugby. There were lots of tries. There was lots of intensity. I don't think anyone really had a bad game. No. no. I mean, we said Jesse didn't get the ball. Jesse didn't but... get the chance, but he did some nice stuff when he had it. Yeah, but... yeah, it's true. No one was like, oh, that was crap. No, or... the, a lot of people had The lineouts potentially could have been a bit sloppy, but still, even when they were sloppy, exciting stuff happened from them. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, we need to mention the wonder try that was um, Benetton's, I think, third try that Jacob scored. Guys, it's Jacob's first try for Benetton. That is... Didn't think that would be the well. It's mental. No, it's mental. mental. It is mental, and he almost did a coach in the touch rugby tournament yes! in Treviso, where he almost looked like he was going to run it over the dead ball line. Did you oh see yeah, that? he did. Yeah, <laughs> my speciality. <laughs> coach one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't. Also, wasn't there wasn't there one moment where Benetton actually scored twice? They got over the, they put it on the line, and then yeah. they passed it out wide. Yeah, and I was like, well, they definitely scored that. 
I thought they definitely scored that, but they then definitely did. It's on the, the line. ref was like, "Which try are we doing?" And they went for the one out wide. Yeah. But so that that's counts as two in my book. Yeah, we should have had fourteen points there. <laughs> Wait, you get double the conversions only kicking it once. I think if you're bold enough to score a try and then throw it backwards and score another try, <laughs> there should be some points, extra points or something like a bonus. Like, a bonus try. You're that good. You scored twice. Well done. <laughs> No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was just a really fun, exciting game. Eddie had another moment that I quoted, I wrote down, when um, Zebra scored their try um, from the forwards, just pick and go, pick and go, pick and go, right under the posts. And then Bianchi scores by dummy passing it and then just goes for the line. Eddie was like... How the hell do they buy that? I mean, like it's like me going into a market in Marrakesh. You know, and you come back and you bought something massively overpriced. <laughs> You're proud of it, but you know, you've been ripped off thoroughly. That's what it was like. There was no way in hell he was ever going to pass that ball. <laughs> Not in a million years. And also they had the numbers stacked, Benetton in defence. So none of them had to move. No one had to move. But he sold it. But he, he just did. sold it and Lamaro rushed across and then Pasquale was sort of left. I don't know what he was. He was standing in a bit of an odd position because he was like a guard, but behind the try line too far back to do anything about it. Yeah, I just don't understand it. <laughs> like, of course he's going to charge it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also it was one of those, he really overdid the dummy. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like a subtle dummy. He was like, it was a really big hee-ho of a dummy. <laughs> like he was like rocking a baby to sleep. Yeah, well, you had to sell it, Eddie. You had to sell it. So, the stats. Zebre scored three, Benetton scored four. And Zebre could have made it, could have, should have, would have got more than that. Brilliant mm -hmm, Benetton mm -hmm. defence. I think they were hard done by by not getting the penalty try yeah. from the Maul. Because if a Maul goes down and you give a yellow card, you probably normally should get the penalty try. Yeah. I think what he was saying was that the ball was at the other side of the Maul. So, even though Halafihi collapsed it it didn't affect the ball and the other side of the moor, which stayed up. So it didn't, in that sense, stop a try being scored. Right. But it was still foul play, so it's a yellow card, but it didn't affect the ball. As, as my understanding of it, but normally I, you'd expect a yellow card and a penalty try. Uh, but, you know, our mate Andrea was, was running touch and, yeah. and he was actually the one that called it back for that. Oh, he did a good job actually. I think because it was a, yeah. it was Russo's first game for the at the URC, and I think Andrea Piardi did a really lovely job of helping him quite a lot, but not sort of being pushy or yeah. I was stepping to on Eddie, his toes. It was good. It was like, just nice. I wonder if anyone could see that as him sort of overstepping and kind of taking the place of the ref, but actually because it was his first game. Well, I think it's great that touch judges get involved because if you've seen stuff that the ref hasn't, you should be there to make, you know, state your case and, and help yeah. where they can't see. And very often I feel like there's stuff that they don't say. And I'm like, come on guys, we saw it, you saw it. Why aren't you just letting the ref know that you saw it? Yeah. Well, I thought Russo had a good game all in all. I thought generally Benetton got the rub of the green over Zebre. Yeah. Um, that was, a, a, you know, an example of that. Yellow card, which came to Garcia. I think that was the correct decision because there was head contact. Ruzza kind of turned into him, but at the end of the day, if you're upright and you hit someone in the head, you're going to get a yellow card at least. You know, I think all in all, he can, he can go and have a couple of beers and feel like he's done a good day's yeah. work. I think he did. Right, possession. Zebre Palmer had 61% of the possession. Mm. Clean break, Zebre Palmer had nine. Benetton had eight. Defenders beaten. 
Zebre Palmer beat 29 defenders. Benetton only beat 20. Offload, Zebre Palmer 6. Benetton 5. Territory, Zebre Palmer had 61% of the territory to Benetton's 39. Mm. Number of tackles, Zebre Palmer only made 95 tackles compared to Benetton's 164. Wow. So talk about that defence. Yeah. But Zebre missed 20. Benetton missed 29, which is a number they won't be happy with. No. They did get 12 turnovers, though, to yeah. Zebre Palmer's nine. Kicking meters almost identical, about 650 each. And penalties conceded. 11 penalties Zebre Palmer conceded to 12 penalties that Benetton conceded. So if you look at that, you'd probably think that Zebre Palmer should have won the game. But it's just the quality that Benetton have got when they turn it on. Also, some terrible defending on Menoncello and a flash oh. in the pan try, which Jacob Umanga scored, which was a kick to nothing from Garcia and Zebre's defence just wasn't in position to deal with it. And if you're going to give players chaos, yeah. anything can happen. And if you're going to give Rhino Smith chaos, yeah. you're in trouble. But I feel like something we should talk about very briefly is Rhino, I feel like, he didn't have the most amazing game, but he's back. After last week, two tries. Today, he was creating stuff. He was running. He was having fun. He was getting into fights. I feel like Rhino's clicked back in. Um, Marin, he was also had a great sort of game last week or two weeks ago, whenever his first game back was. And today, again, he was there defending. He was all over the shop once he came on. But can we please just take what 60 seconds to talk about Menoncello coming back guys Menoncello's back I wasn't expecting him to come back it kind of caught me off guard took me by surprise he's been out for five months I remember when he got that injury I was so sad it was so sad it's been five months and he's back and he scores a try a power try not an easy try on his first game back gets player of the match and then takes the winner's photo in the changing room he's topless and he's got like 20 six packs i don't even know what that's even called well he's had a lot of time to do sit-ups hasn't he good well well he looks great all right all right yeah Yeah, he's world class isn't he he's world class and even ian mckinley was saying on the commentary that he's concerned that benetton might not be able to keep him because if you come back and you're that good yeah some french club will make you a millionaire yeah Yeah. well that's fun that's next year's problem. But that's not the end of the world for Italian rugby. And also he has signed a contract for Benetton he for a while. He has signed so. for a little while. And it's not the end of the world. And it's not the end of the world for Benetton because actually Benetton are all right in the centres. But I love him being at Benetton. So stay with us. Yeah, I'd like to I'd like to have him, you know, if he goes at his peak, if he goes to a French club at his absolute peak, then fine. But, you know, I'd like us to have him for a few years because I think he can help win stuff. Yeah. yeah. Super. But then I thought... You know, Marin was great when he came on. I thought Montemaori is showing mm. us so much of what he's got to offer. He came on, he's electric, he's fast, darts, he's got vision. If he gets game time, then actually I think he is a real potential for Azuri moving forward. But yeah. he's not there yet, and it's gonna, it takes time to get to that level. Well, he's young, no? he's very young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but it takes time, but he's definitely, it's yeah. there. There's some exciting stuff going on there. My one final standout moment that definitely needs mentioning was the Gallo breakaway run. Gajo, Gallo, Gallo. Gallo, Gajo, Gallo, Gajo. Gallo, Gajo gets sort of taken out by a no-arms tackle, but doesn't phase him. He forward rolls, face plants on his face, gets back up, palms off two people, running without a shoe on. Dummy. Dummy steps. And smashes him. Yeah. Glorious. 
it's what he does. Yeah, so fun. I love when props do breakaway runs. It's my favourite thing. They look scared, don't they? They look confused. <laughs> they don't understand. Yeah, he yeah. Was, he almost he's ran got... into contact on purpose, didn't he? Yeah, but he's got like, a similar running start to him and Nemo. Do, they do a similar thing when they get out. They've got a similar sort of like electric power run. It was great. You're right. They do whenever whenever a prop does a breakaway run, or if a prop does like a kick chase and they regather. And, and like, I mean, aside from yeah. the fact that that's unheard of, but when it does happen, their faces, you're like. They must be, what the fuck do I do now? Just keep running. Just keep running. But they do it. Fischetti obviously does it. And he had a bit of a faff to clerk game again today. He was giving it a bit of of lip. But he wasn't smiling as much as faff today. But he still does that smiling, that cheeky, eat shit smile before every scrum. Yeah. (laughs) Even when he's opposite, like, who is apparently one of his best friends. friends, He's still got that eat shit smile. Eat shit smile. Uh, but the king of props for the sidestep is uh, Tad Furlong. And, he, and he's not a small prop. These guys, the ones we're talking about, are relatively small, compact units. He's just like a grizzly bear of a prop. But he steps people, he does the chips, he does it all. He's one of my favourite players to watch. But he's Irish, so he has no place on this podcast. <laughs> Moving on. Final score, Zebra 24, Benetton 31. Coach, you nearly had to buy someone a drink. You were, they were one point off you having to buy them a drink because somebody, uh, we did a thing on our Instagram stories being like, give us your predictions. Whoever gets it spot on gets a drink off coach. But um, somebody said Benetton to win by eight, but Benetton won by seven. So you're free of buying people's spritz. Good. It's inflation out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll be there for the next one. We're there on the 30th in Treviso. If you're there, let us know. Coach will buy you a spritz. They have a special rugby spritz (laughs) on tap. Yeah, it's actually really nice. I really enjoyed it last time we were there. So let's have plenty of that. Because if you just get neat Prosecco after a while, you get smashed. You get smashed too quickly. So spritz is actually easier to sip. Um, But yes, we will be there. I'm so excited. Guys, there's Christmas in between. We're flying to Rome tomorrow. Coach, are you looking forward to a little Christmas break? I am. I've got a few more bits and bobs to do tomorrow. (laughs) I'll probably be hungover. It won't be long at all. We're back in Italy. Yeah. Spritzing it up. One more thing we've noticed from the social media is that Sebastian Negri, who was red carded (laughs) in the last game, and it looked like he was trying to get a red card in the game before (laughs) with a high tackle, is now skiing with Dean Budd in France. So we're starting to think that maybe maybe there was something in that, that he'd already booked his ski pass, (laughs) the chalet, had a couple of nice dinner reservations booked in and he needed the time off. So he was going around <laughs> potentially... Wait, I don't know if it's skiing or playing golf. Either way, he booked something. Well, I, I like the idea of it being skiing. Anyway, uh, we're not conspiracy theorists, guys. That's not what this podcast is about. But if I were a conspiracy theorist... Yeah. And hopefully this doesn't get us disinvited to a barbecue, which we're not invited to. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're exactly where home. we are. We're exactly where <laughs> yeah. we were. Buon Natale. We'll leave it at that. We'll see you next week. If you're in Treviso, let us know. Um, I think we should say, right, we're going for another Benetton win next week. I think at home it's going to be... Really hard for Zebra. And there's going to be more Benetton fans. But looking forward to drinking with the S155 guys and the Benetton guys. And if the Carbo guys are there, that'll be awkward. (laughs) But, you know, we're grown-ups. 
Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, the joke is that they saved Coach's life and we're forever in debt to them and they're actually really nice guys. But for some reason, Eddie's made this joke that they're evil. Um, we love you all. They Carl gave Bell. me Spanish ham. And did they save my life? When you were injured, remember, in the touch rugby? <laughs> when you tried... And they came to your rescue. I don't know. Sounds like I have such a strange plethora of anecdotes. <laughs> Maybe I did. Maybe I was actually in danger for my life. I took it too literally. No, you winded yourself and pulled a muscle playing touch rugby. Against their team, and they could Against have just left them. you to die. But They, they could they have didn't. left you to die in this social touch rugby <laughs> world, but they came to your rescue. We say left no, him no, to no, die. No. I mean, in any other situation, he would have been fine, but it was 45 degrees and the man was dying. Yeah, and we I had to be cooking. there all day. Yeah, he was literally roasting alive. Um, so yeah, we can't wait. It's going to be so fun to see everyone. Um, we're very excited. So let us know if you'll be there. Buon Natale in the meantime. I hope you all have magical Christmases and we'll see you on the 30th. Sì, grazie mille. Tell everyone you know about our podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, social media. And you might be in with a chance of a free spritz from Coach. Indeed. Ci vediamo. Merry Christmas. Ciao. Buon Natale. Ciao a tutti.